Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? I would say no. I won't. I won't hate you if you eat pineapple on pizza, but I don't yeah. personally prefer it that way. I think it, I think it's overblown. Like how much people hate other people for putting pineapple on pizza. I mean, if you look at all a lot of these other countries that aren't just America or, or Canada, it's like people put tons of shit on pizza. In yeah. China, they're eating dragon fruit and like bones on pizza. You know, it's like to each their own, man. If that's what if that's what if that tastes good, if that's a good combination of things, you know yeah go for it but um exactly sure but for me what i always do when i go to a pizza joint is i always order the basic just because i like to get an idea of like what the sauce tastes like yeah sort of cheese they exactly use, how, like the, that. how the oven is uh you know what the what the dough is like i mean actual like pizza like pizza pizza like gourmet pizza is just bread it's all, it's all about the bread yeah and uh, i don't i don't personally like that i like the americanized version of pizza Lots i think that's shit on it <laughs> fuck yeah give me all that shit but with that being said i i i go for the basics just because i want to say all right you make good pizza if the cheese is good and if the sauce is good yeah it, it and the bread is good they're gonna have good toppings they're just gonna have good like local you know toppings i'm yeah. sure if, if you, you want to if you want to rate pizza you have to try just the, the plain cheese or like a very basic pepperoni like those are the two things that you can rate most pizza joints on there's this bullshit gourmet pizza place around here that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shit okay they're, I, you know what if somebody's watching and you own the place then that's just <laughs> fucking amazing because it's a dota video so whatever they're called wooden heads and the the i got the regular pizza there because i was trying it and the bread is mediocre it was like burnt it was flavorless it was like cardboard the sauce just tasted like jar tomato sauce way too bitter they didn't use baking soda to to take away like the bitterness um not sweet sauce at all you can fucking almost not even taste the tomato and then the cheese was just like shredded cheese and fucking sprinkled on and it was awful. And I, and I was just like, I was criticizing to, to my friends that wanted to go there. I was like, man, this pizza place sucks. They're like, dude, that's because you didn't get it with toppings. Like, if you are fucking rating a pizza place by their toppings, that's just the farm's pizza. Yeah, literally. They, who made the pigs. <laughs> in the Wherever they bought the bacon from and shit. It's like, yes, you can get a lot of stuff yeah, on your well pizza. rate a grocery store instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, fuck, this aisle's a 10 out of 10 when it comes to pizza. They got all the meats in here. This is great. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, though. My, my, my friends were just like, uh, yeah, Jenkins, it's because you got the regular pizza. It's like, so you're you're just eating cardboard with good toppings on it. Yeah, it's like, dude, if you can't make a simple cheese pizza and make it taste good, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. I'm telling you, man, people don't know that people legit don't know the trick of baking soda to take away the bitterness of the tomato sauce it's like or people don't like over oregano it too they'll just put too, way too much oregano that's like all you're tasting yeah it's like where's the tomato man you i want i like a bit of sweetness in the tomato sauce i don't know about you i like a bit of sweetness yeah, just a little savories bit. and the uh, savories and the cheese i like the dough to be you know f firmer on the bottom but like a little fluffy like bread like a bread that's that's what that's what dough traditionally is with, with pizza dough that's why there's a different yeast that's used for pizza dough <laughs> than with like baked goods it's it's like yeah uh, i like putting oregano and crushed red peppers on the cheese i don't like it in the sauce i like it on the cheese on top i like crushed red peppers in the sauce i'm not a huge fan of of the of, of having like the chunks but the flavor the yeah. flavor is so good on pizza it just it goes with the other flavors so perfectly in my opinion 
All right. Anyway. Here's here's the last the last question about pizza. Okay. How how cooked do you like it? Like if you were to make yourself a pizza, how how cooked do you want the cheese? Do you want it to be like the the nice like everything's melted, but it's still kind of like white colored, or do you want it to be like starting to brown, or do you want it to be like I like bubbly, the brown, like the bubbly um, brown cheese? It depends on what I'm in the mood for. I would say closer to bubbly and brown. Yeah. I I, I like that. I like when you. Uh, bite into it and the texture on the top of the cheese is different from the texture Fuck in yeah. the middle. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that shit, is, that, shit, <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is legit. But you need a good oven. You need like a convection oven or a pizza yeah. oven because otherwise it'll just be the top and the bottom of the pizza that's cooked. So it'll be burnt along. To get that brownness to it, you need to cook it at a really low temperature. Uh, but then you can like, you know, you can fuck it up so the bottom is burnt and it's too crispy and it's like, well, this isn't, this isn't like a, you know, thin crust pizza. It's not meant to be crispy on the bottom. And then you have the crispiness on the top, but then the cheese is just like, it's just the barely melted cheese, you know? Yeah, that's so not you, good. You, you need a good oven. You definitely need a good oven. Hell yeah. My cooking MMR is like a thousand or less. I, I, I just, I just make pizza. I just, <laughs> all I'm good at making is pizza. Mine's probably, I would say like 6.5 K to be honest. You know what? I it's worked. Bullshit, I worked in a kitchen though, so like, okay, okay. That's, I actually that's learned fair. to cook and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. It's um, you know, cooking. Cooking apparently wasn't an art until like the fifties and sixties. Cooking was just considered like a workman's job. Yeah, it was like uh, you know, being a mechanic or something like that, or being a plumber. You just did it because somebody right. needed to make the food. <laughs> but I, I think in like the fifties or sixties, something, some, some people were just like, yeah, let's, you know, let's make these like extravagant meals and, and, uh, make it, make it more colorful. Anyway, I'm going to fill out my tea. I'll bear it back. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Alchemy Answers episode 36. Um, currently we are not sponsored by anybody. Wink, wink. If anybody wants to sponsor the most successful Dota podcast out there. I'd say we're the most successful Dota podcast out there at the moment. Most views, most views, technically views, speaking, most, most listens, views. most yeah, episodes. Yeah. Most, yeah, 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 most episodes. We've been going at it. Fuck yeah, we're we the don't, we're we the, don't stop the the most popular Dota two podcast in existence. So there, sponsors. Uh, it's anyway. unfortunate <laughs> that nobody listens to podcasts in Dota. So <laughs> that is one pro. Then again, I shouldn't say that when we're trying to get sponsored. Uh, let's just we'll cut Every, that out. Everybody listens to sponsors. I mean, to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> we will listen to sponsors if they give us money. <laughs> we will. Uh, oh yeah. So anyway, uh, this is episode thirty-six, and let's get into the questions. Okay. Uh, the last crusader says that: Are you just screwed if an illusion hero is last picked and the enemy has no counter? I have been last picking CK, and unless they have a hard counter, I just stomp. Uh, no, I don't think you're screwed. Um, there's always timings when it comes to Dota. There's, you know, you have, you have an anti-mage, which is uh, hard counter to Medusa, but Medusa has a stronger early game timing than anti-mage, so if you are Medusa versus anti-mage, you just run out of in the early game, and then her very hyper late game is actually better than anti-mages as well, so there's there are different power spikes. Sure, you can't abuse the typical like mid to late game Medusa where she runs in super tanky. Um, that's a lot harder to to abuse. But you just you just play around it. Uh, so, for example, let's say you're against an illusion hero. You pick up a veil, and you could 
have some AOE magic damage. Uh, even if it's not that much AOE, if you pick up a veil, maybe it's maybe it's enough. Uh, you mean, could get you got to remember that stick. most illusions are taking between three hundred and six hundred percent damage. So yep, like yep. it's not that hard to clear them at the end of the day. You can also just disable the person. Right, CK can't get his spell off if he's doomed or if he's hexed or if he's uh, you know sheepsticked or, or whatever. It is. It's. It's just. It's just. Um. I think you just need to change your playstyle. It can definitely make the harder, uh, or sorry, the game harder to figure out. But it's not. It's not like a, a trump. A trump pick. There's very few trump. True trump picks left in Dota right now. I think. Yeah. I think. I would go as far as to say as it's possible to play around any pick. It's just with itemization and and the way that you approach the game. Um. CK is definitely a, a great low MR pub stomper if you pick him last because people are like. How do I deal with this hero that does 400% damage during team fights? Well, the answer is you just simply don't fight him when his ultimate's up. That too, the cool the <laughs> cooldown on the ult is a, a, a very long uh, duration. I was, I was actually playing, this is kind of similar, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar. I was playing against Naga Siren as um, Batrider, and I was I was on my smurf, so I queued with... I queued into Ellie, my girlfriend, and we got lucky enough to like hit the same game, and then we were on the same team, which is great. So we lane together, and I just cut the creep wave because I was against Naga, and she's just like, you know Naga's cooldown on her illusions is like 36 seconds, right? And I just realized that even though like Naga's a counter to Batrider because she can take off the Napalm, it's not that way in the early game. And I kind of I played as if she could because she could later on into the game. Like I didn't abuse this timing that I just didn't know that I had. I just wasn't thinking about it. And um, Bat should technically destroy Naga. You should just completely dump on her in the lane. Yeah. But uh, I didn't, and Naga got huge. Um, I got huge too because I was cutting the wave and I was farming. But I could have, I could have actually stopped the Naga from farming as well, um, even though it's this like illusion hero that can take off the napalms. Um, and, and we didn't really have any counter. It's like I could have been that counter, but I didn't. But I didn't do it because I, I wasn't thinking about the timing. So it, it it does like once again, it does make the game harder to figure out. But there's there's almost always a way. Yep. So the last crusader again says, is it possible to be carried to a higher skill bracket? than you are uh, skill-wise. I find a lot of games recently, I don't have much of a game impact, but I get carried by my team. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is possible, but not to a huge degree. You're not going to go up like a thousand MMR due to luck. That yeah. is pretty, that would be pretty lucky, but there's always an adjustment period after you win, you win games. And what might be happening for you is that you won a lot and you actually are good and you were good. And then you kind of fell off uh, where, you know, you're, I'm saying this because I'm not projecting. This is, this is something that's like happening to me right now. Um, you know, you, you gain a shitload of MMR really quickly. All of a sudden you are the highest rated player in all of your games instead of the lowest rated or like the second or third lowest rated and the dynamic shifts where you need to do more to win the game. Um, yep. And that's a, that's a whole different ball game. Those games will feel totally different and those games will feel like you have no game impact. And when you do win, you, you, you're getting carried by your team. And it's probably because you actually are. <laughs> Every time, Kat. What? Every time. Is she on camera? No. What's this? Oh, Raspberry is nice. I'm we're guessing doing, he's muted. We're doing a podcast. So yeah, basically, uh, it's it's possible, but not by a huge margin. And uh, I would say I you. what you need to do is have an adjustment period where you... Take a step back, maybe don't play as many pubs, and just think like, okay, what can I do to impact these games? Like you need to you need to essentially improve to play to play in that higher bracket. 
because it's not just like you, you can't just keep winning infinitely at a certain point is it is bound to get harder that is that is the nature of things even though it doesn't um it doesn't you know necessarily feel like it so many chances i got beat by my girlfriend number one yes many times because she's a 6k player and very good at supporting and uh if that embarrasses you you're sexist and number two she physically beats me she physically uh completely just abuses me and, and, and emotionally as well she always she always tells me that i look like a dog and it's but, just but you like it because you're oh no it's a sexual it's a sexual thing exactly. it's a sexual thing just to clear that I'm not, up we don't we don't, we don't want her to get in trouble like no no there's no domestic abuse like yeah. i don't want her to you know to to like lose her gun license or something exactly. like that exactly yeah because that's that's you know really important in uh, trump's america today so have that to have that so yeah, no, it's it's a good relationship that we have going. It's like, you know, I beat her at Dota, she beats me in real life. Just the way she goes. Yeah. Just the way she goes. Exactly. All right, next question. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's assume you're playing off lane. Your team decides to run a roamer, which is absent from your lane a lot of the time. Alternatively, you have a position four assisting you, but he slash she, that's progressive, is unable <laughs> to fight against the enemy safe lane. Your hero is incapable of easily farming by creep cutting. Unlike heroes like Darkseer, Axe, Bristle, and so on, the enemy carry is free farming. And if you try to CS yourself, you'll take heavy damage and probably even fucking feed. He didn't say that part. I just said that for dramatic effect. Uh, what should you do? So in my opinion, you can always cut the creep wave. <laughs> I was going to say. like You're thinking about killing the wave with the hero behind the tower. You can just cut the wave and drag it to your tower, and then your tower will do the damage for you. You just don't lane, because like you said, in that hypothetical scenario, laning sucks mega ass. Wouldn't you rather get 100% XP on every other wave, maybe even more because you're going to mess up the creep equilibrium by pulling the wave? You'll probably 99% you, of the time, you'll get more than, than that. But still, you're getting 100% XP for um, half the waves, that's 50% XP. That's the same as sitting there getting denied, except you're not feeding. And uh, you'll fuck with the equilibrium. You'll get more. You'll you'll get jungle camps because they'll pull it. Um, you'll get the creep wave right in front of your tower where you can use a creep aggro trick to pull um, to pull, pull the creeps to you and get get CS. It's just it's always better to just um to just pull the creeps, in my opinion. Just use the tower. That's yeah. All. Yeah, I mean I I don't I don't think that you should be afraid of having a lane solo. Like I would almost welcome that. Because... No, that's great if you're yeah. offlaner. For, for a lot of these heroes, it's like it's e it makes the game so easy. It's like, all right, I'll lane, so I'll cut every creep wave. Wow, this is hard. I have to run up to a creep wave and hit it, and then it follows Rough. me, <laughs> and then run away as it follows me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm loving that. That's it... that's an easy. I don't have to sit there and be like, okay, at that point two five seconds, we're both gonna double deny. Nice, we got the range creep. Oh, they denied our range creep. Okay, now I need to. There's no fucking like crazy calculations going. It's like, right. I'm gonna go cut the creep wave. It's really easy. It's I mean, really easy. that's like it needs, be, it needs to be fixed. Honestly, it needs to be changed. It's too good. That's one of the things about Dota that I really notice, and like it's something that you'll occasionally hear analysts say at big events, which is that ease of execution of the lineups, like that plays a huge role in the professional scene. <laughs> you'll you'll just see like these uh these top, uh tier one teams playing against each other and generally speaking it's the team that just has a lineup that's very straightforward that wins the games unless you're secret and you can pull off some crazy shit but m mostly every other team that's really really good they just play standard stuff 
because it's very yeah. easy for them to execute. It's like, okay, and now the Enigma walks in and there's nothing that can stop his BKB black hole and the game's just over. Like, that, it, it's not like they had to bait somebody and hit some, like, sick-ass, like, five-man no, skill no. shot. I think a lot of people, like, overcomplicate the game. Yeah. And pe people think that it's like that because they don't understand why they're not good at the game yet. But it's just a knowledge thing. It's never mechanics or skills or hitting these fucking epic hooks or skill shots. I, I always, like, hit these crazy hooks on my stream. Everybody's like, wow, Jenkins, God. And I'm literally just like, I fucking threw it randomly, completely <laughs> randomly. And I just happened to get the guy this game. And people are like, this guy's the best pudge ever. It's, no, I'm not. I'm just – what What makes me a good pudge is being a fat ass in a lane somewhere, like the correct timing, you know. It's just running in and baiting a fight. Right. that's that's what makes me a good pudge it's not hitting it's not and if i do hit a hook that's that's you know not just blatantly luck there's there's knowledge behind it it's like okay this guy you know he's he's like this fast he's gonna walk through this choke point i'm gonna throw it or i know he doesn't see me and i'm assuming that he's gonna walk here there's always like these very simple calculations behind behind these things that you're just not seeing uh, I think like precasting is a great example of one of those things that confuses people. People see like, you know, miracle like insta hex somebody with OD, like some axe blink initiation. It's like miracle god. And it's like, yeah, well, it's cool what he's doing, but he's just he's just spamming with quick cast in the area that he thinks that the axe is gonna blink. And because he he knows the axe hero and he knows that the axe has got to blink somewhere, right? If he's spamming everywhere with quick cast, chances are before axe can do a big meaty call combo, like you can get the hex because it's instant. Yeah. So it's it's actually not that hard, but the difference is bad players aren't spamming the hex there. He's spamming the hex there, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, axe blink there." You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Next question. Okay. Uh, that was a good one. So that was George, by the way, that asked that question, and George also asked, um. What's the best way to micro brewmaster? Uh, I would say you can, there, there's a few ways that you can do it, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I personally just tab tab through because it always starts with the same, it starts with the earth panda and then you tab through and it goes to the wind panda. And that's the combo that you generally want to do. Right, it's like the stun into the lift, into the dispel. Right. Like it, right. it kind of just naturally flows that way anyway. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty easy. Um, alternatively, you can go to a practice lobby and you can um, set control groups for each of the pandas, and uh, yeah, that's that's going to carry over in, in in every game. But I don't think you need to go that far. I think Brew is actually a really easy micro hero. You just um, like select and deselect things manually. You don't have to be that quick with it, and you'll be a good Brew as as long as you're as long as you're lifting somebody in the air and throwing a bowler at somebody. You're going to be good. And th and then sometimes you can manually you know run like. Uh, box select the earth panda and run it away or box select the earth panda run it into them and invis the other one away and the earth panda dies but these are things that like you can make those decisions like after you've casted the important spells so you don't really need to do some epic some epic uh micro or anything like that it's pretty easy yeah i think i think a lot of the heroes that people initially think are extremely hard in dota are either not actually as hard as they seem or they're not hard for the reasons that people initially thought. Like people think Invoker's hard because he has a lot of spells to remember. People think Meepo's hard because of micro. People think Brew's hard because of micro. People think Nature's Prophet's hard because of micro. Nature's is hard because of your global map presence and not feeding and like when to fight and when to split push. Yeah. Brew is 
just not hard. <laughs> Bruce is an easy hero. Uh, Meepo is hard because once that's the same thing, choosing like when to fight and just not getting your Meepos killed. Micro is definitely important on that hero. Uh, what's the first example that I get? Invoker. I Invoker. Invoker is hard because the hero is like a carry in the mid lane. You need to do so much to win the game. You need to hit these like ridiculous combos. Uh, you need to know what spells to use at what point. There's so many combos on him that you can do, and it's not remembering them that's hard. I know all the Invoker combos. I'm an idiot. Um, I have a 42% win rate with Invoker because I'll walk up and combo somebody when I should be using Ice Wall instead and, and EMP <laughs> instead of Deafening Blast and Meteor. I just I don't know the timing to do right. each of the combos, and that's what's hard. Sometimes you want to go Forge Spirits. Sometimes you want to go Alacrity. Like there's all of these choices that you have to make. It's not because of the spells that's hard. It's it's the fact that um, there's so many there's so many choices. There's so many choices. Make making those choices is really hard, but casting the spells is fucking easy. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of questions in chat about how to learn Meepo. Dude, just play the hero. <laughs> like, that's that's going to teach you how to learn Meepo way faster than us trying to explain it, like, auditorily to you. Just go feel what it feels like to play the hero. Do people... Do, do you recommend controlling Meepos on different hotkeys? No, people don't do that. If people do control Meepos on different hotkeys, they'll use a hotkey for all Meepos, They'll use a hockey for their main meepo. They'll use a hockey for all the other meepos. That's it. And then they'll manually select the different ones and and deselect de them. Unless you're like a StarCraft player. Yeah, unless people... you're Lizard. Lizard has like eight control groups when he plays meepo because he's insane. He has like he has like pair, pairs of two meepos in different control groups, but it's so he, overcomplicated. He's a he's like a ridiculous micro player though. Yeah, he's exactly. he's he's known. He's notorious for that. It's um yeah meepo meepo is just. Meepo is just as simple as tab. You just use tab a lot. And then you have a, you and, have a hockey And you for shift Q your Meepos through the jungle most of the time. Yeah, you can... Or just fucking A-click all of them. Just move yeah. the... Uh, have a have a hockey for selecting all other units. And it'll select all your little Meepets. And then have a hockey for your main Meepo. Send that little guy ganking. And then, you know, you can break one off and go for a gank with that if you're feeling real feisty. But I don't know. That's, that's maybe even a little too complicated. Yep. Okay, let's see. It's a lot of chat. A lot of chat in here, which is good. Which is good. Is Midas a tad overrated? I'm looking at my Gosu breakdown of my Midas' DK, and it's saying that I bought the item at 1336, and at 3023 I had made up for the cost of the Midas via usage with virtually no downtime on usages. Am I thinking about it the wrong way? Uh, I think to some degree you are because... You can't ignore the attack speed. 40 attack speed is is a lot. For Let's fighting, see, so. for farming. like it's, There's a reason that people got Midas on Sven. It's not because of the Midas cooldown. So, it's not because yeah, the talents okay. are good. It's literally because the attack speed is good in addition so, to all the other stuff. Yeah, so Hyperstone is 2,000 gold. It gives you 55 attack speed. And Midas it gives you 40 attack speed for 2,150 gold. So it's slightly worse than Hyperstone, but it gives you... A lot of gold and ex also experience. You you can't uh, underrate the experience. Definitely, that's the main reason that people go Midas is for the experience boost. It's not it's not for the gold boost. Like the gold is, I would say out of the three things, it's tertiary. It's 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 great. I love it, but it's yeah. just not that important. Yeah, I just played an Ake's game actually where I I, I think I was talking to you about this before we started, but I'm not a good Ake's player, and uh, I basically just won the game by letting my team die when they're making shitty decisions 
and just Midasing off cooldown and just farming. And I was just the, the most unkillable late game guy. And it's like, fuck, this is easy. I love playing carry. You know, and it was it's just because I, I just I Midas off cooldown and, and it was it was really the experience. It's like I got the evasion talent, I had a lot of strength, which is you know, good strength gained. Yep. Levels are levels are pretty fucking good, man. Even on even on carries, even on heroes that like you wouldn't traditionally think like, oh, more stats is going to be insane. It's like having an extra hundred HP, even without good talents, having an extra hundred HP for a fight could mean the difference between they cast all their spells on you and you die, or they cast all their spells on you and you narrowly escape and then heal up to full HP and then they have no spells and you win the game. Yeah, exactly. That's um, that's definitely one thing people don't think about in Dota. I think. Uh, the lower level pubs, even in like immortal pubs, that's um, that was something Zizzy, uh, you know, the Mexican American yeah. played for complexity, went to TI. He was playing a lot of gyro at that time, and that was his like explanation of gyrocopter. Like, why why do you build drums, treads, bracer, or whatever on gyrocopter? And it's because all you needed to do was survive their burst, drop all of your spells, and just turn around and fight. And that hero would like devastate people. You just walk in, be tanky. They go on you, you drop all your spells, fight, maybe you die, you get all your spells off, and your team wins because they've casted everything on him, but they didn't quite get him, and he got his spells off. And that is literally how people won with that hero at that time, is is, is that. And that it, it still works pretty well these days. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> kind of next level because that's what people do these days. Yeah. You make crimsons and, and pipes and this shit, and you walk in and you just barely survive, and then they have no spells and you win the game. Yep. Very, very easy. All right, let's see. Uh, more discussion, which is great. People talking about XP. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, okay. So one final question we have here, unless I'm not seeing any more. Maybe I'm skipping. But Loey Val says, Q&A, how many hours per week do we need to put in to improve at Dota? All right, Donnie, you'll fucking love this one. Uh, how should you divide these hours between different activities? Playing, watching replays of your own matches, watching pro replays, and watching Dota Alchemy materials. 100% Dota Alchemy. Yeah. Uh, when to use a coach, and what's the impact of coaching? Uh, buy Jenkins coaching, and you will gain 2,000 MMR in a day. All right, Donnie. Cool. What's the, what is the optimal amount of time to play in a, in a day? What's, what's your breakdown? Man, I mean, I think it's somewhat personal, but I honestly think that you should spend probably like 60% of your time playing, 20% of your time watching your own replays. Uh, no. Yeah, no, okay, 65-70% of your time playing. Um, I'd say 15-20% to 20 of your time watching your replays slash watching pro players in the watch tab and just like watching from their perspective. Yeah. I think you should watch one video or two videos a day max and try to actually digest the information instead of just like watching like six videos and then just kind of having this background noise. Digestion. That's the important word there. Yep. Actually getting ideas and being able to implement them in, in the game is, is very different from like passively just watching something or, or hearing something on stream or, or learning. Even if you're passively playing Dota on autopilot, you're not going to learn shit. You have to actually be like, all right, what did I do wrong this game? This item feels fucking awful. Why was it bad? Oh, I needed to go for this earlier. I'm going to do that in the next game. Like you need to think. Yep. You need to have active thoughts in Dota. And then I actually think, especially if you have limited time, I think that you should spend the first like five minutes. And and this is this is a good exercise in just like mental resiliency as well, which is that you should spend the first five minutes in the client just practicing last hits or combos in demo mode. 
or the last hit trainer before you play a game. Because not only is that going to teach you to not just instantly cue every time you get into the game, but it's actually going to warm up your fingers and just like get your brain kind of analyzing the game before you play. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I know that I have ex experience. I don't know if you do. I know that we talked to Henry. He has this experience. I, I know that Universe is like meticulous about last hitting in demo mode for like 10 minutes before he plays every single pro match. Like this is stuff that a lot of very good players do. Arteezy, Miracle, they're always in a demo mode at the tournament before the game starts practicing combos. Yep. yep. And, you know, if you look at any sport, it's not like you just get on the field and immediately start playing the game. There's always like an hour plus of warm-up for every single pro game. So it's it's tried and true. It's like this is how you become an elite competitor. Uh, so I think those are those things are really important. And then I also think that you should just write one or two thoughts down about every game before you queue for the next one. I agree. I think that's I think that's really important. If you ever find that you're not doing that, you're not able to like actually think about the games, like what actually went wrong, and you're just like, well, my team fucking sucks, or that was awful, um, then what you need to do is take a break, watch a replay, do something else, like do something that will make you start actively thinking again, because it becomes very easy to go into this like negative uh, downward spiral of thought where you're just blaming your team and becoming apathetic and, and not actually learning and applying stuff in, in future games. It just, it just degrades your skill. You just get worse. Yep. So you, you definitely, you definitely want to, that that's a good time where it's like, all right, I'm just going to go watch a replay and see like how professionals play. And then it kind of br mentally brings you up higher to that level where it's like, all right, my games have been shit. I just watched some good Dota, read and play good Dota again. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. It's just a process, though. Um, I don't think you should be super concerned about how many games you're playing, but I think that you should have a, a general breakdown, something like that. You obviously do need to play games to get better because you have to apply what you're learning, but I don't think that you should just be Q, 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 and expect something to happen. You're one to talk, Donnie. I'm in. You're fucking one to talk. That that's why I know this for fact. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know how it is. I think I'm done with Dota for today. I just had a really good match. I'm feeling good about myself, but I had some, I had some rough ones earlier today. So it's like, feels like one of those good days to just quit while I'm ahead and go go in tomorrow, like tomorrow, being less tired with the same mindset of really wanting to play the game. Yeah, that I've feels been, that feels like the play. Oh my god, I've been so much better about just like listening to my like actually asking myself, do I really want to play or is it just like a habitual thing right now? And so I've been playing one or two games a it's day. It's hard to figure that out. It's actually hard to figure that out sometimes. Yeah, I'll like play one game and then just realize that I'm just kind of like a little bit tired. Like I don't really want to play another game. I I think that I want to play another game because I got the win. I'm like, yeah, let's get some more MMR. Let's go. And then I'll sit there for like a couple minutes and just be like, my brain's kind of tired of thinking about Dota. That game was hard. I'm going to like do something else for a little bit and yeah. come back in 20 minutes and see if I want to play again. Yeah. A, pro a problem I'm having right now is like I'm streaming and it's like I'll have, you know, 150 to 200 oh, viewers. It's so or hard to it's stop, like, man. It's like, fuck, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to. There's a lot of viewers. I don't want to stop streaming. Yeah. So even going on my Smurf, I just put very little effort in and then just lose like in you know a thousand mmr below where i'm supposed to be at and yeah, uh, i know i was that's just how dota is like i i was a 7k player and i lose in 6k games horrendously and fucking embarrass myself if you don't, when I don't try, actually yeah. want to play exactly yeah, it's like that's how hard the game is at a high level 
people are good yeah i i don't know I, like that's one of my main issues with streaming is that i like to kind of take it slow these days go like, in and out play of the game, game like go stretch like you know eat some food walk outside for 10 minutes come back and that's not a viable way to stream <laughs> like unfortunately people, people will leave if you don't immediately queue into the next one yeah i'm always like which is fine i mean i can't complain streaming is great right it's like getting money is good yeah there's like a, being able to eat food is nice there's a there's a dude he's like a just like a small time dota streamer but he has a gym in his house where his computer is and periodically throughout his stream he'll just go like work out he'll just go like do squats or like bench press like on stream oh, I, I have um and stuff like that it's pretty funny i have a weight in here i do i do do the i do lift the weight but um it's just like a it's just curling but um unfortunately it's like it's super fucking hot in, in this room i have i have, li I have an air let me i have an air conditioner there's a red bull sugar free i have an air conditioner right over there ready to set up but i have to Put it out the window. I don't know how to. I have to wait for my dad to set that up because I'm the least, <laughs> the least like, you know, like typical macho can fucking fix things. Like if something breaks, like probably I broke it and I'm not <laughs> fixing it. You know what I mean? I'm so incompetent. So I have to wait for him to set that up. And that's uh, super hot in here, so I can't lift that weight because if I do, I'll like literally die of you know. I'll have a heat stroke. Yeah. Just back up. Seat. All right. Well, right. if that's the end of the question, should we do a quick chat round? Call Let's go speed round. All right, chat, put your questions in. We'll answer them for the next minute or two. And uh, you can you can learn some stuff. Get, get your learn on. Jenkins, how would you pl play Sky off now? I wouldn't. I'd play for Sky. Yes. It's not an offlaner. Offlane needs to offer some sort of tankiness, usually. And creep push. He yep. has absolutely none. Uh, why aren't pro players playing Tusk as much anymore? GPM talent, great ganker, clear. Uh, he's not really great at wave clear until until much later. Um, why isn't he being spammed more? I think he is. I think he's getting spammed occasionally. Like Tusk is in like average tier, in my opinion. He's pretty good. If, if the game really calls for a Tusk, it's good. Like Tusk is really good against SK because you can chase him. He's good yeah. against Batrider. He'll come back in the meta. He's one of those that he got nerfed, and then people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, he's awful, so they're not going to pick him. But they'll realize, like, He's one of the best competitive heroes. He'll come back. If you're playing Tusk, you're fine right now. Like that hero is not bad. It's like it's like playing uh, Disruptor. It's it's never going to be a bad hero. It's just, Glimpse is too broken. Snow. The idea of snowball. The idea of shards. Like blocking somebody off. His his new E is insane. Like it's it's a good hero. Any advice for playing support treaty? I assume you mean treant. Treant. In twenty five hundred bracket. Uh, yeah. Buy a meteor hammer and split push them forever. And they'll you'll just you'll probably get tier threes off of it, to be honest. Probably. Um yeah, yeah, it's good. Best support seven point two two C, Warlock. Still Warlock, even after the nerfs. Oh, absolutely still Warlock. Why is Spectre good no more? Spectre He's, is good. He is good. <laughs> Spectre's amazing. Spectre's one of the better carries right now. If I buy Midas, is it only viable to get to the point where the item pays for itself with activations? Is it no? No, no, no. If you if XP, um, and if you benefit from the attack speed, it's good. Best initiator, seven point two two C. Sand King still. Sand Sand King. Sand King. Yeah. Yeah. Is the Abba nerf important? Yes. the The range is is actually a huge problem on that hero because you have to basically be in melee range to miscoil people now. 
Is spamming one or two specific heroes good for climbing MMR? Yes. In fact, the first thing I say when I coach people is, how many heroes are you playing? And if it's like <laughs> over four, I say, okay, that's the first thing you're going to change because yep. it's it's the most it's one of the most important things for gaining MMR, if not the most important. It's the most important thing. Yep. It's the most. I'm going to say it. it's the most important thing for gaining MMR. 100%. Nothing's more important than that. Is Chen a viable offlane? This is actually a really no. interesting thing because I had a Chen offlane in my game today. He went Midas Vlad's AC. And we just rolled over towers. It was fucking ridiculous. It was not because of the Chen though, but it's just I don't funny. Think Chen is, I don't <laughs> think Chen is even great anymore. I think Chen is like a super mediocre hero after the changes. I agree. Do you queue ranked rolls or just normal ranked queue? We both queue normal ranked because normal. ranked rolls is too long of a queue at this point. Do I think she'll be back some offline at like TI8? Enchantress? Uh, I tried Enchantress. I feel like the modern idea of an offlaner just does not suit her. She she doesn't have any like wave clear. And um do you just have like a bat against it or something? If she's ever killable, if you have any sky or bat or any hero that can just do persistent damage enough to kill her, her entire purpose of of, of being an offlaner is just gone, which is being like infinitely tanky and unkillable what sitting you, in the lane. What if you just built super tanky items on her, like normal offlane tanky items? I do on that. Her? And then, I do that because all she really needs to do damage is a hurricane pike, like nothing she else. She right? doesn't push or farm quickly at all. That's so, true. like, if the if, if the enemy team plays like a static game, you just fucking lose. If they play a static game and ignore you, you just that's lose. a good it really point. Sucks. But as a four, she's great. As a four, that all that shit that I said just doesn't matter. It's like right. if you're like, oh, I, mean, I could kill the four roll with Batrider. Great, you kill the four. Good job. Yeah. Good luck killing the fucking Sand King. Goes two thousand effective HP at ten minutes. <laughs> How do we book coaching? You message us on Discord directly. I'm actually making an app for that. Uh, I'm gonna Henry, Henry's gonna use it too because it's it's annoying figuring out like time zones with people. That's like one of the biggest annoying things. Like, okay, well, what are when are you available? Okay, well, what's your time zone? Oh, you're literally opposite to me. All right. Yes, we'll have to you know figure something out. Be better just be like, here's my availability. Yeah. Well, whatever is benefits you, whatever whatever is best for you, you know. Yeah. Best hero to stomp low MR one to two K. Whatever hero you're best with, man. Stop asking me those questions. Just play the game. What do I think of Shadow Demon? Great hero. Good hero. Do you think Curios needs some changes? Feels like every game is a battle between teammates using it. <laughs> yes. How would you change Curios? This will be the last thing that we talk about. More slots. More slots. More slots, really? Just give the Courier like 12 slots. I don't think that solves the issue of people stealing it. At all. Two Couriers. I don't think so. I think courier management is an important part of the game, and I think that people who have bad courier etiquette are are more great items in the side shop. That would be nice. I I actually think the side shop needs to be buffed. There needs to be more items there for sure. It's pretty shitty, man. It's just like I'm gonna buy crown not because crown's that great, but because it's the only decent thing in the side shop. Yeah, side shop needs to be changed. It actually is unacceptable how useless it is. It's pretty fucking useless, man. They should, they should allow you to buy regen in the side shop. That'd be interesting. Oh my god, that'd be nuts. That'd be a really interesting way to change uh, the game. I don't know. That would just make it so like burst and kill heroes would be really good because you just out-regen any, any damage. Potentially, sure. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Weird transition, but thanks for tuning in to Alchemy Ancestors episode 36. Uh, you can catch the audio version if you're tuning in late or you're watching this later on our Anchor FM or Spotify or most other podcast platforms. 